Welcome to Conversations with Dre. I am Drayton Jackson, DraytonJackson.com. Oh man, oh man. Been getting hit up a lot about the Father Empowerment series. You can head over to DraytonJackson.com and go to the podcast, Conversations with Dre, and leave me a message there. Begin some great messages. Uh, what I think we may do is just put them all together and then just read them off and get some of the feedback and you know shout you guys out that are listening and spreading the word and passing it on definitely some good stuff that we've been dealing with man and here we go we, we going down it again father empowerment we going at it again so, so today i wanted to talk about you know being an older dad i have crossed the gamut as you guys know i have eight children six with my ex-wife six beautiful daughters with my ex-wife and two wonderful sons with my wife today and it is interesting going across that gamut and having children throughout those stages of my life you know it's very interesting to see the differences you know and in, in, in what you go through when you are how do you say an older father you know my my oldest takaya i had when i was 19 and my youngest son uh xavier i had when i was in my 40s I think 42, 43. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> right? No, 40. Yeah, because he's five years old. So it, it's just interesting. You know, it, I definitely see the differences. And I and I wanted to, to touch base with this, man, because, you know, I see some of the stuff that is different out there in regards to the age. And I see how it definitely fears different <laughs> in regards to what I'm able to take and what I'm not able to take and what I have been through. So I've got to see both sides of it. And then what what really put me down this road is that George Clooney at 55 had, you know, with his wife who was 39. So both of them definitely older in age and have no children. And this was their first child. So you start to hear a lot of that comment out there like, oh, you know, from people, oh, you're not missing anything. I tell that to fathers all the time. You know, trust me, just wait. But the clock is ticking. You know, we've been telling women that for years, right? The clock is ticking. And here it is, you know, the research that I went down and there's research out there that, hey guys, yeah, the clock is ticking on you too. All right? The clock is ticking on you too. <laughs> Lord, did I not know. You know, so biologically, there's a lot that goes on uh, out there. The Times.com, uh, because, you know, normal magazine, but the Times.com did a great article uh, in 2017 in August uh, called Older Dads Are More Common Than Ever Before. And it goes with the whole thing of, you know, starting this whole series on, you know, father empowerment is that times is changing, man. And what you see now is not what you saw even 10, 20 years ago. And it's a very interesting thing that, you know, we're dealing with in regards to what fathers are looking at as important to them and what uh, society is looking at that's important to, to men and fathers today. So we're going to dive into this, this thing and, and really go on this Times article that gives some great, um, you know, numbers and research on how to deal with it. So Amanda Mc, McMillan uh, did this, this whole write-up uh, about this and really touches on some good points that I really just want to quote from her. And then she's dealing with the new study in human reproduction, which is a research paper that's out there that really did good. I actually read that before I read this. Uh, but 
she says this, that women aren't the only ones putting off having children in the United States these days. The, ad, the average age of fathers has also increased by three and a half years over the past four decades, according to a new study in human reproduction, right? The average paternal age at the time of an American child's birth rose from 27.4 in 1974 to 30.9 in 2015. Over that same period, the percentage of dads over 40 when their children were born more than doubled. Say it again. Over the same period, right, that child's birth rose, the percentage of dads over 40 when their children were born more than doubled from 4.1% to 8.9%. And that percentage over 50 grew from 0.5% to 0.9%. According to the data uh, from all live births reported to the U.S. government and from 1972 to 2015, a nearly total of 169 million babies. Wow. I'm going to let you guys digest on that real quick while we take a break and come back. <laughs> Think about that. 4.1% to 8.9% are over 40 years old. Times have changed. Times have changed. We're going to come back. Conversation with Dre, the father of empowerment. We're talking about older dads. Today's show is brought to you by Gather Together, Grow Together at G2G2.org. Helping low-income and homeless people in Kitsap County. What's good? Conversations with Dre, Drayton Jackson, DraytonJackson.com. What is up? So, oh, we're continuing this fatherhood empowerment series and we're dealing with older dads man we're dealing with older dads clock's ticking right we tell women that for years right the clock is ticking but guess what the clock's also ticking for fathers as well man so i'm uh amanda mcwilliams uh in times.com uh gave a very very interesting article uh dealing with older dads and she was saying that the average fathers today of older age have increased dramatically and she just gave it a percentage and I left you guys with, you know, the 4.1% to 8.9% that grew, right? And then the 50, the men over 50 grew from 0.5% to 0.9%. Still, still under 1%, but geez, that's, these increases are big, man. So uh, let's, let's just really dive into it though. And she deals with a lot of the effects of being an older father and some of the things that are that are there. I'm going to read um, you know, a quote from her. Uh, on the other hand, men acquire about two new mutations in their sperm DNA each year out of billions of DNA letters, right? It's not clear yet whether those mutations have an impact on their children, but some studies have found links between older fathers and higher rate of autism, mental illness, some pediatric uh, cancers, and a rare genetic condition in their children. Women with older male partners also tend to have a higher rate of miscarriages and may have a harder time becoming pregnant. So as much as society talks about throwing the woman under the bus, right? <laughs> you know, because this is interesting, right? Uh, because it's, us as older men, 
you know, we start losing testosterone. That's the one thing that we're told, man. I mean, you can see it all over television, right? A lot of these testosterone pills, you know, get the, your, you know, get get your mojo back, get your energy back, and all of that. And I'm going through it now. I, I can't lie. Um, I turned 45 last year, and it just, it, dude, it wasn't me. It just started. Like it was like something got turned on. There's a little man inside there that cranked. The, the the machine the other way and all of a sudden stuff started stuff started decaying back started hurting feet started swelling but um so you know you you start to understand that you know just losing testosterone is not it you know what I'm saying we there's a lot you know so um you know not to get biblical but I just I just want to go down the road a little real quick so you know Abraham was 86 when Ishmael was born. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you talk about the Bible days, right? And then Sarah was, what, 90? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and I think that, you know, what's crazy is, you know, we look at the older times and say, damn, that's so far-fetched. It's like, damn, why can't we do that, you know? So what she's saying in this is that, yeah, a lot of these illnesses that you see on the children may actually be us that, that are giving our children these these things and, you know, um, this, you know, not destroying, but, you know, affecting our children uh, by having children at an older age. And I know that there's going to be more uh, data put together. There's going to be more research that we we'll probably come back to in a couple of years and go over it again and see some of the, the differences. But it's really amazing to me that, you know, when we deal with it in the fascists of that, it's all women. Right. So your clock is ticking. You can't have no more children at this age. Hello. Janet Jackson, 50 years old, just had her first child. Right. So, you know, I think and I'm just going to say this and pardon me if you feel a way about it, but I think it's all crap. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If if it's your time to have a child, it's going to be your time to have a child. If it's not, it's not. And there's this people that are out there that, you know, being young could not conceive children. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, they 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 put it to all of this and all of that. And we we all know if we really want to get down, and you know, deep into it, we know that a lot of it is chemicals and foods and, you know, the water. A lot of things go into changing the makeup of our body and what our body is sustaining. You know, and, you know, if you're talking about the biblical days, you know, more more vegetarian eating, more fresher foods and stuff like that so all of those things could play a role you know in into it so i think it's just making sure that we look at ourselves and understand that you know don't get too bent up on oh you know my clock is ticking i can't have any more children or i need to have children and you know whatever blah blah, blah you know we'll see it's uh through your your body is your body when it's the time is going to be the time but to keep these studies intact in because like i said this this is she's not saying that this is an ultimate study on it. They're just saying that there are some uh, studies that have found links between older father and higher rates of autism, mental illness uh, and cancers and stuff like that. But we're not we're not saying that this is definitely it. And I think the more research that come, there will be. So not to get all the fathers down, not to get if you haven't had a child now, fathers just chill. We're going to come back. NBC News did seven surprising benefits of being an older parent. Right. And they, they just took it from the whole parent uh, part of it. And I just want to go uh, deep into that. And then uh, I got another uh, research that's just talking about the benefits of having older, being older father 
uh, from that standpoint. And we're, we're, we're going and look at that real quick. Conversations with Dre, DrayonJackson.com. We will be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Gather Together, Grow Together at G2G2.org. Hoping low income and homeless people in Kitsap County. What's good? What's good? Drayton Jackson. Drayton Jackson. <laughs> Conversations with Dre. What is good? So we're dealing with older dads, right? Um, it was a great uh, piece by Amanda McMillan uh, in times.com on August 2017 that I went into. It's more to the article, but I just pointed out some stuff with her with data that she had pointed out with uh, the increase of fathers that are over the age of 40. Um, that was very, very instrumental in understanding that, you know, the gap is growing, you know, really large. But then she also tied a lot of studies that show that, you know, fathers that are older and have children have a higher rate right now of autism, mental illness and some cancers. So, you know, we, we have to look at the thing, but NBC News did something really good uh, that I dived into in June of 2017 that I liked uh, Vivian Manning. Shaffle, uh, Shaffle. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. I am bad with names if y'all haven't noticed that already. So, so you know, uh, and it has nothing to do with spelling. I'm just bad with names, remembering them and everything. But uh, in this in this article, right, the seven surprising benefits of being an older parent, she kind of dives into almost the same thing that they're saying about fathers, right? So I'm, I'm gonna just read, you know, and, and she makes this point uh, first. I also want to uh, talk about this: the ideal time frame for um, from a biological standpoint, may not provide ideal from a social emotional standpoint. There's also the gap in biological clocks between men and women to consider in examining the health benefits and determining of parenting by various ages. That's a great point. It's like, you know, we always put it on for years. I've never heard about men's clock ticking. I've always heard about the woman, you know, oh, you know, women uh, time clock is ticking for pregnancy and stuff like that. But you know, the point that she brings out in this whole thing is that listen to what she says. And this goes to back to the, the Times article, right? Where there, and I'm quoting, there are also many risks of complications that can affect the offspring of an older mom, such as premature birth, right? And increased risk of Down syndrome. A recent Danish uh, study followed children over an 18 year period and found that children born to older moms had an increasing risk of a developing mental disorder, heart disease, uh, and, you know, other other things that are there. So when you look at everything that is going on, hey, are you blaming the mother or are you blaming the father? Who, you know, what's the blame? So are you just saying all you older people, you know, stop having children because, you, you know, <laughs> is that that's what it is. But let's go into this NBC thing and I'm going to just read off some of the things that they're saying. So number one was you may have a... You, you may have yourself a smarty pants, right? So it turns out that if you're an older dad, odds are, and this is the quote that I'm reading from, from this uh, NBC uh, piece, turns out if you're an older dad, odds are your kid will be a brain. A study just published in Translation Psychiatry uh, provided evidence that older fathers tend to sire geekier, <laughs> geekier, God, this is crazy because I'm, I'm laughing at myself, really, right? So, uh, geekier children from both the UK and the US examined data of 1,500 sets of twins collected from tests to measure their geek traits. 
included IQ, science, technology, engineering, and math, right? STEM, grades, interesting and social uh, interests and social skills. At the age of 12, researchers compiled that information as well as input from their parents to craft a geek index score to run up against their uh, parents' age. They learned that kids born to older dads are more likely to have a higher IQ. Whoa, whoa. So in one aspect, we're killing them. <laughs> and then in other aspects, we're making them smart for the future. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's an interesting thing, right? So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me because I had uh, my son, Denandre, at a little bit of an older age. And, you know, it, it was interesting that he was he's very, very intelligent, you know, very, very smart. Um, but my daughter, Takaya, was very smart, too. And I was 19. You get what I'm saying? So and I'm talking about, you know, even up to graduating from college, it's always been ahead in her class, always you know, I've done great things, same same way as, you know, her brother, you know, who's, you know, almost ten years younger than she is. So when you when you think about everything that's there, the difference is is that when I was younger, my, my daughter had the same traits as an IQ, being very, very positive. But my son, I get what they're saying. If you if we're talking about the geek index, I can get that part of it. Because my, my daughter wasn't geeky in, in the terms of what, what it is, right? So technology and all that, she loved to read, loved math, loved science, all of that. But other like engineering and all that, that wasn't interesting to her. Where the Nadre, it's a little bit more. So I can understand that that part of it and see the difference in it. And I just really think that it's about the DNA makeup and and when the child is born. Just just being honest with you, I, I to touch on that point, I'm gonna I want to come back and I'm gonna read something just to back up my point of why I think that um it's less the DNA and more about society that you're in at that time. And I'm going I'm to give a quote uh, to back my little bit of ed- evidence up. All right. All right. It's Drayton Jackson. Conversations with Dre. DraytonJackson.com. And we'll be right back, man. Today's show is brought to you by Cars Auto Repair at 3740 Wheaton Way in Bremerton, Washington. Fixing cars in Kitsap County for more than 10 years. Give Chris a call. 360-561-1566. Welcome back to Conversations with Dre. We're on our Father Empowerment series, and I am dealing with older dads. Oh my goodness, this this, this is interesting to me because, like I said, I have eight children, and I have had a span of children since I was nineteen with my two wives. One that sounded that sounded wrong. I did not have two wives at the same time. <laughs> but my ex-wife, I was nineteen when I had my first, and when I had my first son. Uh, I was in my late thirties and my last son, I was in my forties. So definitely understand this from different perspectives of it. So, uh, we were dealing with the, the, the times, uh, times.com article that, uh, re- you know, really went into this whole thing of the DNA and percentage of older fathers by Amanda Mc, uh, McMillan, where she talks about, you know, the percentage has grown dramatically. It doubled in the U S of older fathers. Right. But also, she dives into the DNA of older fathers really causing autism, mental illness, and all of that. But then at the same time, you know, we go down to NBC, and NBC does something with Vivian Manning, uh, Schaefer, sorry if I'm saying the name wrong, uh, in 2017 also put out that, you know, mothers, older mothers also have a, a higher increase of Down syndrome and, 
you know, mental disorder, heart disease, and all of that stuff as well. So basically, older parents we kill, you know, giving our children death. That's what it's basically saying. But in the NBC article, what I like is, boom, they dive into it and let you know that older fathers can bring out the geek in our children. So what they did is they did this geek uh, uh, trait thing, right? <laughs> For science, technology, engineering, math, and STEM, and all of that stuff, and their interests and skills, and come to find out that a lot of children that came from older fathers, you know, they, they were smart. And I told you the difference that I saw or didn't see was when I had my oldest daughter, Takaya, Takaya's very smart, very smart. Now, quote unquote, geeky, I don't know if, if what that term really, you know, breaks down to. But if we're talking about that in the term of interest in science and engineering side of it and computers, my daughter didn't have that, right? She very smart. Math, science, uh, reading, writing, very smart in, in that, even up to when she graduated from college. So, you know, I saw that part, but then on Denadre's side, my son is more in that geeky side if you're talking about computers uh, entering in the, into the equation where, you know, he loves the computers, can work a computer, a cell phone, whatever it may be, loves engineering, loves science like that. So, you know, when we're looking at all of these things, it's there. But I said this, right? So Science Daily had this thing in September 2017 that talked about, you know, uh, the mobile phones. Both of my sons, when they came out, they they was able to use the cell phone. I kid, I kid you not. I kid you not. You ask any child that's from the age of maybe seven months all the way up until 10 years old, right? Right now. They know how to use a cell phone without us teaching them. So my theory was that, you know, is that especially with my sons, their mother always used the cell phone, right? So in the Science Daily, it says this mobile phone use during pregnancy is unlikely to have any adverse effects on ch a child's uh, neurodevelopment. According to new research, these findings provide further evidence that exposes to radio frequencies, electronic, uh, electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic fields associated with maternal use of the cell phone. So now check this out. You ready? Researchers found that children born to mobile phone users had a 25, 27% lower risk of having lower sentence uh, complications, complexity. Understand that 27% lower risk of having lower sentence come complexity, 14% lower risk of incomplete grammar and 31% lower risk of having moderate language delay at the age of three compared to children of mothers who reportedly no mobile phone use. Get what they're saying is that actually using the cell phone while you're pregnant increases their vocabulary and help them to do things. So that was my theory of it. You know, in the beginning, anyway, mentally, I never really, you know, went down and researched it until I found that. But then these are the other things that they're saying about older parents, right? Having children at an older age, NBC.com um, kind of went into it. And they said that the number two, right? We said the number one was that you can have, you know, by fathers, you're giving excellent children, right? Oh, my God, they're geeks. So you're, the number two was your kid might live longer. So they're saying that, you know, older children in their research have shown that, Children have lived longer to parents that are older, right? You're more emotionally prepared. Okay, you know you done been through it. I, I kind of agree with that one too because when I, when I was 19 to 24, I was a different emotion than I am now, right? I could deal with it a little better, not freaking out, 
right? Uh, then it says you're more likely to get your kids off to a healthier start, right? So th- th- there's this TV commercial with the, uh, I don't know if you guys seen, I can't remember who, I was researching it, but it didn't come up. There's this TV commercial with the, with the mother holding her child and then she's sitting down and then but everybody wants to touch the child. So she gives them a baby wipe to wipe their hands and then she's taking out sanitizer and everything. But then they cut through the second to the second child, the second baby, and she's giving the baby to the to the mechanic so she could go and pay him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you learn a lot. And then what we realize is that, okay, you know what? It's not as bad as we think. Them catching germs is not going to kill them. Them, you know, uh, playing in the dirt, uh, eating it is not, uh, you know, not going to kill them like you realize on your first your first child, right? So then uh, number five is you're less likely to lose it which is almost true because you've been through it. You understand it, right? So when I was in my 20s and 30s and my daughters, oh my goodness, they they had it hard. You know what I'm saying? Because I was stressed because I'm taking care of the family, but at the same time, I was just like, yo, be on point. Stop, you know, stop bugging out. And just sometimes just go crazy because you, you're you trying to understand it and trying to realize that, you know, you have somebody that you're responsible for for a long time. You get what I'm saying? Then the number six was is that you'll be more financially stable. That's a either here or there. That that's either here or there uh, with financially stable because there's research that show a lot of older people that have children, you know, just not being financially equipped. But supposedly that is true. So if you have an older child, you, you, you hopefully you've been working or, or for a long period of time and you know have your finances and understanding better. Uh, you'll be better equipped to access your parenting memories, and I think that that's a key part too. That is very critical is knowing what you have been through, right? Uh, and that, that's a lot to say about us as older parents. You know, the real benefits of, of of having children at an older age, I think is good. I don't think it's as stressful than, you know, than people would know. So um, fatherly.com, which is something I, I ran into uh, recently. I haven't really went into the, the, to the website, but I, I like this. Corey uh, Lev- Levitin, Corey Levitin uh, did a piece uh, this year. Uh, March 2018 that I really like and he was saying you know um, the good and the bad and the ugly being an older dad and he was just giving his experience right so he points this out right very very quickly the the good there are benefits of being an older dad probably the greatest for for me is that having a young kid makes you feel young if my daughter uh, wasn't around for me to chase her around the apartment or the courtyard I would just be sitting on my couch accumulating article, uh, articular plaque. <laughs> and because she insists that we never f- uh, fast forward over the musical guests on Saturday Night Live so she can have a dance break, I recognize the names of at least a quarter of the last Grammy Award nominees. <laughs> so, you know, his daughter's keeping him up to date and then keeping him young, right? <laughs> <laughs> and making him run around, but then also keeping him in the um, in the know. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that is really good. But this is what he points out, right? Mr. Levinson says the bad, and this is this is critical, right? It starts to feel uh, he starts to feel his age. This is what he's saying. This quote from him inside, and this is where the benefit ends. As other dad scales cliffs, launch IPOs, and bike thirty miles a morning, I have gout cataracts two teeth that fell out due to bone loss and get cranky without two naps a day i could be my own granddaughter's my own daughter's grandfather <laughs> I, I, 
And I know what you mean. I'm 45. Like I said, I started hearing the creeps, man. But he brings up a great point, man. You know, and, and I think that it, it's, you know, he, he kind of ends it off with that, you know, most likely he's going to not be around for his daughter, you know, and, and it, it makes you really think about it. It makes you really, you know, go deep inside and say, wow, you know, like with me, I, I mean, I'm, I'm praying that I live long enough to see my son get married, uh, both of my sons, you know, and definitely my daughters, you know, but the chances of me seeing my old, my youngest son, Xavier, uh, get married or, you know, go on and do great things as an older man is going to be difficult where my daughter, my older daughter now are in their twenties and thirties and God willing, you know, I'm, I'm going to be around to see a lot of things and have those conversations. So, you know, I, I get what he's definitely saying as far as that. I mean, I lost my father at the age of 11, he, you know, he was in his late forties and when he, when he passed and he had me in, uh, uh, you know, when he was older as well. But there was something to be said about him constantly, every time that we were together, teaching me. Whether he knew he was going to pass away or not, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But he kept dropping science on me because he was older. And I don't know if he knew that he had, you know, time was older or whatever it may be. The knowledge that he gave to me really stuck with me until I got older and, and understood. And it put me on a great path of manhood. So I'm going to say this to you guys, older men. Don't worry about it. The key is this, is that if you want to have children, have children. Don't look at what science is saying, because I don't think that is as clear cut as as it as it is. Um, I would tell you to, to really think on this is what do you want and why are you having a child? That is the question. Not, you know, that I need to have a child or, you know, everybody else has a child. There are guys that I know. I know two of my friends that are in their late 50s and have no children and let me tell you this. They they love my daughters. You know what I'm saying? To death. They they're they love that fact that they can be a, a father and a, a person to, you know, uh, to other other people's uh, children. And it's a great thing. So don't be pressured into it. Don't look at it as being something that you need to do in life because you don't. And don't think about oh you know I have nothing that's leaving my legacy on your work on this earth and your work in life is what your legacy is going to be looked at and placed on anyway. All right, so until the next time, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation talking about older men, conversations with Dre. Definitely hook up with me. Um, you know, Facebook is Drayton.djackson. On Instagram, Drayton D. Jackson. And all the other social media sites, you know, just look for me, Drayton Jackson, Drayton D. Jackson. Always on the website, DraytonJackson.com. Until next time, fathers be empowered and empower a father. Peace. Conversations with Dre is intended for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in this show by its host do not represent the views, positions, and opinions of Family Day Foundation, For You Entertainment TV, and its affiliates.